Welcome back, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Well, uh, I suppose we'll start with the usual suspect here as uh, college football week five is coming up this Saturday, or I guess Friday, right? Or yeah, Friday, oh. somewhere in there. Yeah, somewhere. But yeah, we'll start out with the uh, college football, and then uh, we'll we have a new segment for you guys after we talk about the NFL and NASCAR, um, and we'll use that to close out our segment. But um, first, let's let's start off with. Uh, the review for last week here. Um, you know, I wasn't too surprised uh, at a lot of these games. Most of them went the way I thought they would. Um, you know, Oklahoma beat West Virginia. We were kind of eyeballing that one, I know, for a little bit. But they pulled out the win, but not by much, only by three points. You know, Oregon kept their spot safe and blew out Arizona. Alabama obviously dominated a D2 school. Georgia won. And, you know, not not nothing too crazy. But I think the craziest thing that you and me probably saw was the fact that Notre Dame actually beat Wisconsin pretty, pretty dang good. Handled and me. then your Cornhuskers, <laughs> we'll get to them later, but. Yeah, Notre Dame actually uh, came up with the win at Wisconsin. We thought it'd be a lot closer than that, but yeah, I uh, I I was at work, but I saw some of the game at Notre Dame and Wisconsin. Like the first half, it seemed like it was pretty defensive and pretty, you know, who can outmuscle who. And then yeah. the second half turned, and it was. <laughs> Notre Dame was like, all right, time to put points up. Let's go. Time to turn on the Jets. I think what's insane is the fact that it was a good game until the fourth quarter. Yeah. You know, Wisconsin tied it up in the third. And then all of a sudden, you know, Notre Dame scored 31 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. And then Wisconsin only came up with a field goal after that. And that was it. So I. It just makes you wonder, like, how in the world did Wisconsin, like, just let that go? Because it was a good game for three quarters. It wasn't like one side was dominating more than the other. Like, I guess Notre Dame went up sooner than, you know, Wisconsin did. But still, like, it it wasn't, uh, you know, a one-sided game at all until the fourth. The five turnovers don't help you in a football game. That is true. Yeah. I mean, you – I wouldn't expect anyone to win a game with four turnovers at all. <laughs> but, man, it just – I don't even know, man. I don't even know. It's – it sucks because uh, I know you and me are really betting on Wisconsin here. But, you know, it just – Notre Dame is like the Kansas City Chiefs. They're just getting really lucky. <laughs> um. Well, not this year's Kansas City Chiefs, but, you know, it just 
Notre Dame's 4-0, but they, I don't know. I thought Wisconsin would at least do a lot better than this. But Oh, well. You Notre New Dame's 4-0, but they easily could have lost two games. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Toledo yeah. and Florida State. Easily yeah. could have beaten them. When it's like Toledo isn't even like ranked, I don't think still, right? Or at all? No, they're not. Yeah. They never were, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think they ever will be. No. But, you know, it's like Toledo's not a crazy school. Like they have their moments, but they're not anything to, you know, worry they're not about. North Dakota really. State. <laughs> no. You know, yeah, definitely. Uh, the game that kind of surprised me, and um, and it didn't at the same time is the end of the era of Clemson is is upon us. The run of Clemson is upon us. Yeah, it, it's State sad to say, in, but they're beating them. Yeah, it's it's getting bad. You know, they're already not doing the greatest. Um, Everyone's kind of already seen that they're nothing without, you know, Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, they have a lot of uh, youthful players. They're not a bad football program by any means, but, you know, they're nothing like they were the past four or five years, you know. Um, but Longer than that, because you had Deshaun Watson before you had Trevor Lawrence. That's know? true. Yeah, that's it's true. Been longer than five years. It's been... At least eight. Yeah. Right? Am I thinking it's about it? It's insane to think. Yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, the Iowa State game kind of surprised me. Yeah, me too. But you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't an awful game by any means. You know, it looked like it was. Pretty well contested the whole time, but, you know, Bear, Baylor, I said this before, but Baylor is a team to just watch out for. They were going into it undefeated, and this is Iowa State's chance to really prove that they deserve to be ranked. And Obviously, that they're, they Yeah, I mean, Too you know, it was a close game, but, you know, Baylor deserves to take that spot from Iowa, yeah. or Iowa State, I mean. But, Iowa... Uh, and Colorado State was a lot closer than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I, I would agree with that one for sure. It just, I don't know. It, it, like, I'm not usually a person that worries about Colorado State that much. Or, yeah, Colorado mm-hmm. State that much. It's like, Me neither. But yeah. they play teams a lot harder than a lot of people think. Oh, Definitely. Definitely. I mean, you know, and for them to stay within 10 points of Iowa, who's fifth in the nation, is pretty, pretty good. So I am curious, though, to see what Iowa's going to do for the rest of the season. Um, you know, given that some of their Big Ten uh companions if you will or rivals are starting to really slide down in the rankings just in general so it, it'll be interesting to see what 
Iowa will do going forward here in the season because Ohio State is nothing to really worry about. Uh, I doubt they're going to make the playoff. They'll still be a good program this year, but they're not going to be playoff worthy. Wisconsin could come back. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they came back a little bit, but, um, you know, only time we'll see, we'll tell if they are able to bounce back from that blowout against Notre Dame. Um, But, you know, it just, it really, um, it really, I don't know, it really speaks to me that we're going to have a very interesting Big Ten uh, conference this year. Because usually you don't see Iowa in the Big Ten game, you know? Yeah, you see them for the first couple weeks, and then they kind of fade out or they lose a game that they shouldn't, and then they kind of just, like, slide a little bit. But they seem pretty pretty darn strong coming out the gate. Yeah, well, and they're not, they're not ranked just in the top ten. They're ranked in the top five. Right. Um, they have that top little... five spot. Yeah, so – Something They're in playoff see. contention right now. Well, only time will tell to see if they keep it. If pressure gets to them or if they can uh, hold out. Yeah, for sure. I want to go back to that uh, that Oklahoma-West Virginia game. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma's was home. Oh, yeah. And they barely yeah. squeaked out a win again. Two weeks in a row, squeaking out wins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The home crowd was chanting for the backup quarterback to come in Yikes. to replace Spencer Rattler. Mind you, Oklahoma's number four in the country. This yeah. quarterback in the Heisman race, and your fan base is chanting for the backup quarterback. That's yeah. just crazy to me. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I don't think we've even really seen that before uh, with a big, with a top four playoff team. Mm-mm. Like it, even when Jameis Winston was quarterbacking for the Seminoles, it like no one was booing him off the field except for, you know, the opposite teams. team. Yeah. Like his own fan base wasn't doing that to him. I but, get he. He's a gunslinger. He's not afraid to throw the ball, and he's not afraid to throw the ball in the places you shouldn't throw the ball, and that's why he gets intercepted all the time. And, yeah, turnovers hurt you, but, you know, your defense seems pretty stout if you're holding a team to 13 points. Definitely. It just – it seems like they're just having an offensive conundrum here. Uh, You know, they – it sounds like they just need to run the ball a lot more. (laughs) They they run the ball decently, but it – Looks like they're they're not really averaging over a hundred yards, you know, running. And it definitely looks like they're wanting to be more of a passing team. Yeah, they only general. had they only had fifty seven yards rushing. I was just gonna say two hundred fifty six yards passing. Yeah, I was looking at Virginia's ru- rushing yards, not Oklahoma's. But yeah, R- West Virginia ran more than Oklahoma did. I think. Oh no. Oklahoma had 10 more rushing yards than West Virginia did. Still, that's pretty dang good to keep. Rushing attempts was by one with for West Virginia at 29 attempts. Yeah. See, that's that's not enough times to be. But that's Big 12 football. Yeah. It's not 
it's not a Big Ten football. Big Ten is control the clock, uh, run it down your throat, you know, eight-minute drives, keep the other offense off the field. Big 12 footballs became those shoot them out, like Pac-12. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the only team on the Big Ten that is really like a more diverse offense usually is either Michigan State when they're good or um, I would even say, you know, Ohio State when they're on their game as well. Because Wisconsin's mostly a run game team. They control the clock. Yeah. But, you know, Oklahoma isn't usually bad at running the ball. I don't know. I I feel like they're a team that is usually pretty balanced with the offense. I I don't know. I I usually don't see them not run the ball this much. But uh, definitely something that I think they need to take more into consideration here going forward because – Man, only 57 rushing yards against an unranked team is not very impressive at all. <laughs> now, if it was in West Virginia, it'd be a different story. I would expect that. Oh, yeah, definitely. But you're at home, and you've barely yeah. squeaked out two wins in a row. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, it's good not great. Yeah. Yep. But uh, let's talk about your Cornhuskers. Man, giving it to uh, – Giving it to Michigan State within three points. Yeah. <laughs> Ranked Michigan State <laughs> at that. So, yeah, and this... you, you guys got beaten OT. You took them to OT. Yeah. You guys are really trying against Shouldn't these really big teams. Should have just won. Yeah. Should have won the game. Yeah. Should have won the game. It's, uh, yeah. It's tough. It's tough being a Husker fan these days. I'm sure it, gives, it is. It gives you headaches watching the games. Because oh, we're man. so close. We are so close. Yeah. So just flipping flipping a switch. I, how many teams have you heard of only giving up? I think they only gave up like three or three to eight yards in the third quarter. And you still lose a football game. Yeah. Talk about an offensive, like, tripping over your own feet. Your quarterback actually did pretty decent today. He just – I, it looks like he would have preferred to trade that interception for a touchdown, you know. And he missed missed some wide-open tight ends in the end zone throughout the game. And that first play in overtime, Scott Frost came out and said – that was supposed to go to the end zone. That was supposed to be a pass to the end zone, and he didn't pass it there. Mm. But well, uh, it's do you it's do you think tough. he'll survive as the starting quarterback, or do you think they'll try to give it to someone else? No, he he'll be the quarterback the rest of the year. Frost will yeah. trade him out. Okay, I was just curious. No, you know. they, he won't trade him out. He's All too right. stubborn. If he, was mean, gonna, if, if he was going to trade him out, it would have been last year when McCaffrey was there. Yeah, that's true, which I know you kind of regret them not doing that. I do, and I don't. Yeah. Because it kind of showed the true personality of McCaffrey in that essence. He's a good football yeah. player, but he had things to work on, too. You yeah, know, he wasn't definitely. perfect. Mm-hmm. 
But Nebraska kind of controls its own destiny. You know, Wisconsin, Wisconsin's beatable. Northwestern's beatable. Minnesota isn't looking the greatest. The only team that they lost to in the West is Illinois. So yeah. if Illinois keeps falling like they're falling, I, you know. You showdown, man. Who knows? But it's, it's, it's hard to watch. Because we're so close, and we just keep tripping over ourselves. We just keep beating ourselves. You know, I, I predict that you guys are going to pull out a win against a, a pretty decent team coming here if, you know, someone's not careful around you guys. because well, it's Michigan, because I'm going to that game. <laughs> yeah. Speaking <laughs> of which, they were, you know, keeping it close with Rutgers over here. Rutgers isn't a bad team either. No, they're not. They they have their moments too. Yeah. But yeah, shoot, man. It's kind uh, of crazy. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Uh looking into uh week five here for college football, what games stand out to you? Well, you know, I feel like Maryland and Iowa could be interesting to watch if you know maryland actually shows up um they they're another team that kind of you know here and there they'll they'll make some noise but they're usually not like anyone that you know experts would really drool over um but you know i could see maryland giving iowa a run for their money if they you know if they play non-conference maryland iowa's in trouble yeah well, and to top it off, Maryland's undefeated as well. So they got two as younger brother. Yeah, as quarterback. So, Everybody I mean, forgets that. Yeah. So that that'll be an interesting one. Uh, Ole Miss and Alabama. Always watch out for Ole Miss when they are ranked and they're playing Alabama. Yeah. Um, if it's not Ole Miss, it's usually Mississippi State um, yeah. that ends up beating them when you least expect it. Oh, and shocker, Ole Miss is undefeated as well playing Alabama at Alabama. That's going to be the toughest part. Yeah, I was going to say, being at Alabama, you're going to. Yeah. However, Ole Miss has proven to us in the past that they have no problem giving it to them on their home turf if that's what it takes to upset the number one team in the nation. Yeah. Um, man, we have a lot of good ranked games coming up. Cincinnati, Notre Dame, Arkansas, and Georgia. That'll be interesting to watch, Arkansas and Georgia. Um, Arkansas could surprise people in that game, or Georgia is going to do Georgia things. Yeah. I'm kind of feeling the Georgia doing Georgia things. I was going to say, Georgia's (laughs) right now, the way they look, I highly doubt they're going to lose. Arkansas is a good school and all, but, you know, I just – I would be shocked to see Arkansas actually beat Georgia at all. Um, but let's see here. Um, the matchup, I, I I shouldn't say matchup. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess matchup. I'll go matchup first, and then I'll talk about something that is surprising me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati, Notre Dame, like you said. Yeah. Cincinnati feels like they got gypped last year out of the playoff. 
Mm-hmm. So they're out to prove something. And that head coach has got them going in the right direction. Yeah. I would not be surprised to see Cincinnati walk in there and beat them. Well, and, you know, Cincinnati has the uh, the track record of getting gypped out of the playoffs a couple times now, you know? Yeah. Uh, what was that? I think the very first college football playoff, they were eligible to be in it. And I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure they were eligible for it, but. I they, I don't remember. I know UCF was one that kind of got chipped out. Yeah, because they were undefeated as well, but they didn't think that they were good enough yet. Um, and going and beat Auburn. Yeah. Yep. Yes, they did. I want to um, I want to talk about the team that surprises me real quick right now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Wake Forest. Wake Forest. They're four and zero. They aren't even on my radar. <laughs> four zero. They're two and zero in conference, and they're looking stout. Looking really stout. Oh yeah, they're ranked. I didn't even notice that. Yep, they're twenty fourth. They're quiet. Very quiet. Wake Forest is usually one of those schools that is usually pretty quiet. No matter no matter how good they do. Like yeah. even when they're amazing, they but somebody's got to step up in the ACC. Clemson isn't going to be your ACC guy anymore, so somebody could you step imagine up. if Wake Forest is the one to take that mantle? Isn't that wouldn't that be nuts though? That would be insane. I would, I, I never see that day coming. Yes, your new national champions, Wake Forest, yeah. or at least being there, you know, having oh, a say. Yeah, that would be. So that's weird to even think about being possible. Right. I mean, they're ranked. If they keep going, yeah, shoot. Might as well throw another, them in there. Another game that uh, just kind of scrolling through the schedule here. Another mm-hmm. game to watch out for. I know Kentucky's not ranked, but they're 4-0, 2-0 in the SEC facing Florida. Kentucky's home. Florida's got to go on the road. Yeah. Well, that'll – That'll prove a lot of people if Kentucky is worth being ranked right there. Uh, Florida is not a pushover team, though, either. They kept up with Alabama. so Yeah, oh, they, they came back on Alabama. Who can say that? Yeah, not to mention they, they have something to prove here. It's like, all right, I know we lost Alabama. We came back against them, but I, you know, it's our time to hopefully try and get that crawl or bake our way back into the playoffs. But uh, another game I was kind of looking at too, uh, a really interesting uh, ranked matchup. Number 21, Baylor versus number 19, Oklahoma State. Both undefeated. Both of them looking to move up in the rankings, Baylor more so. But that'll be a that'll be an interesting one to watch. Both Oklahoma. of those teams can... Duke it out. I, I think it's going to be a firefight there. It's going to be pass, 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 and run here and there. Oklahoma State just coming off that upset against KSU. Yeah. Now Oklahoma yeah. State was home, but still an right. upset. Kansas well, yeah. State was ranked at the time, and Oklahoma State handled themselves. Definitely. 31-20. Yeah. For sure. 
Uh, and then one more matchup I'll talk about that I really see that pops out at me will be Michigan and Wisconsin. Wisconsin's trying to, you know, come back and try and make sure that they have at least a name for themselves to try and get into a bowl game. I don't think they'll make any noise playoff wise. Um, I highly doubt that now, especially with the one and two record. It having one loss alone is hard enough to get back in the playoffs with, but having two losses, you're almost guaranteed to not be in it anymore. Um, unless every all hell breaks loose and everyone starts losing games left and right. But um generally doesn't happen. Yeah. No your your top four teams in the playoffs at the very most have one loss. Yeah. And you usually have one, if not two, undefeated teams in there, depending on if they've played each other or not. Um, but, yeah, that'll that'll be interesting. You know, Wisconsin is still a good program. Uh, they did face they, – they lost to two ranked schools, and rightfully so, you know. Uh, they're playing another one in Michigan, and it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do, if they want to bounce back from their loss or if they're going to – kind of just keep going on this route that they're going on and, you know, keep the, keep the train rolling. But yeah, my, my favorite game to watch and I'm hoping uh, I probably won't be able to watch it um, in its entirety, but Ole Miss and Alabama is my, my game of the, of the week here. Game of the week. Yeah. That's, really rooting for. I'm gonna sound selfish, but I'm hoping Michigan wins, so that way they come into Lincoln, Nebraska, undefeated, ranked. <laughs> Hopefully, they uh, get beat, undefeated, and ranked. Wouldn't that be something? I just, I really want, because it's a primetime game, and like I've been uh-huh. to Nebraska games, but I've never been to a primetime game where undefeated, ranked team comes in, and like. I feel like there's buzz around this Nebraska team a little bit. Like we're we're kind of, you know, relevant, but we're not. We're we're on that break. Yeah, you're like people are. You're really trying. You're really trying. You're keeping it close with good teams, but just falling short just barely. Not not there. So it'd be fun to see them come into Lincoln undefeated, ranked. See what see what we hold against them. You know, definitely. Yeah, never. No. Yeah, for sure. But all right. Well, let's move on to the NFL now. And man, uh, week three alone was pretty interesting. We got a few more upsets. We have. Um, some teams that are really actually trying to show up and prove that they're not a pushover anymore. Cough, cough, the Chargers. Um, man, what happened there, though, uh, with the Chiefs and Chargers? It just... Justin Herbert? Apparently, because... Uh, I think we touched on this two episodes ago, and... Most likely, we touched on it again last week after they lost to Baltimore. But, you know, <laughs> Kansas City playing catch-up. Again, uh, bit them in the butt. So, 
you know, neither team scored in the first quarter. Yeah, neither team scored in the first quarter. L.A. was up 14-3 to in the second going into half. And then Kansas City tried, you know, coming back. And then L.A. just tried to start chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. And Kansas City trying to come back again, but no no dice. That's, that's all she wrote. But, you know, it just – it is what it is. I personally am not really hyped about the Chiefs. We'll get more into that later. Um, but, you know, it just – Chiefs are going to do chief things uh, this year. And, you know, the Chargers are really trying to push for that idea that they're a playoff, con- they're a contending team for, you know, I- I'm not going to say they're Super Bowl bound or anything like crazy like that, but they're they're trying to make noise to the point where they deserve to be in the playoffs. At, at the least, at the very least, be on top of the West. So, I was uh, I was a little excited that they beat the Chiefs. I'll be honest. Oh, I was totally excited that they beat the Chiefs. Definitely. I don't think uh, Herbert's uh, having a sophomore slump like most quarterbacks. No, and you know he he got off to a little bit of a slow start, but it wasn't a bad slow start. It was just a it wasn't a slow explosive. start. Yeah, it wasn't explosive. As everyone was expecting it to be, but that's okay. You know, it just—I'm sure he still has a little bit of nerves. He's coming off of a rookie of the year season, uh, best quarterback in the AFC, honestly. Um, but you know, it just—it happens, and it, I mean, he doesn't seem phased at all at the fact that he—you know—it was his show that night or that day. It was his team, his show. I mean. He, he just can looks act super calm. He does. Environment. Looks like he's been there for a while now. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, Raiders are still rolling, keeping it in the West here. Uh, you know, still rolling. But man, what happened to the Bucks? Uh, another LA team. Speaking of the West, uh, NFC West this time, man, beating the Bucks by twenty or by ten points, and they stay undefeated. Tampa Bay is down to two and one, but you know, uh, I just L.A. The Rams are another team that just. They want it bad this year again. They they made noise by getting Stafford onto the team after trading Garoppolo to the Lions or uh, Goff to the Lions. I don't know why I said Garoppolo, but um, you know it. The Rams are really trying to make sure they're they're known. Like we're not playing around this year. It's it's go time. But don't like, you feel already, like they're already a playoff team? Don't you feel like uh, this happens every year with Brady teams, though, where he goes somewhere or he gets beat at home or away, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, he gets beat pretty bad or just doesn't look right, and everybody jumps on the wagon of, oh, well, 
there it goes. There goes his season. Like, he's not the same. Don't you feel like this happens every year where he just, like, one week early in the year, he's just mm-hmm. I mediocre? Mean, I mean, yeah, but if I wouldn't say 432 passing yards is mediocre. Um, but I, th- I think the Bucks defense got outplayed. They did. They did. And, you know, it's interesting because out of everything – that's the part of the team that was more hyped than the offense because it's one thing to keep all your offensive starters. Like the Buccaneers could have lost two of their wide receivers, a running back and an O lineman. And they still would have been, you know, a playoff worthy offense. Like it just, they have so many weapons and they're so deep on offense that it just, it does not matter. They're they're good enough to know that they have a playoff bound offense. The defense, on the other hand, it chips in the armor here and there. But we saw that kind of last year. They were very slow to get going, going. on yeah. defense. Uh, I don't think anyone's knocking Brady. I think people are just knocking the team. You know, I I almost feel like they're they got kind of a Super Bowl hangover here. They're. A little bit. Because they came out slow against good. the Cowboys. Yeah, they know mm-hmm. they're good. They're, you know, happy that they still have Brady. And, you know, they know they're deep yep. on both offense and defense. Well, and, they, you know, what... got deeper today. Yeah. Signing Richard Sherman. One-year deal. Yeah. So, they're, they're trying to do some things. I don't know if signing Richard Sherman is really going to be the answer to everything. Because... I mean, lo and behold, they just they just had blown coverages. Like it, it was more than just one or two, you know, but, cornerbacks. It was the whole defense that was choking on that one. I think so, Sherman will be a good thing, just yeah. because he's a veteran. Mm-hmm. The only problem with Sherman is that he's very injury prone nowadays. Yeah, and I think that's why the Niners didn't keep him. Yeah. So they just got to look so at the, hard. the flows. It's so hard to keep someone like that. Oh, it is. Yeah. But you know what you can get out of them, though. You know, it's that risk and reward. Yeah. Do you want somebody that can lock somebody down, you know, that you know that can lock somebody down and make it, you know, the other team pass to one side of the field or they'll be injured. So mm-hmm. some teams just take that risk and – they're kind of – I kind of said it to somebody today. They're kind of the land of the misfit toys. Yeah. You got old quarterback. You got Antonio Brown that's been in trouble all the time. Now you got Sherman. He's kind of older. He had that little miscue in the offseason, you know, injury yeah. prone. Yeah. You got Stu yeah. that hasn't been liked in the league because of those things he's done. Mm-hmm. But he's there. You know, it's just you got Winter Fournette that really hasn't been that explosive back that everybody thought he would be. Ended yeah. up in Tampa Bay now. It's just it's a lot of pieces that, you know, players that didn't fit somewhere and now they're they've all just met up in Tampa Bay and like, all right, let's go get them. Let's prove yeah. them wrong. Yep. That's kind of a dangerous team in my eyes. 
I mean, yeah, definitely. And but they, you know, they proved that last year. Yeah. With that. It's, so we'll see if they get going. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Or do they get going too late? You know, it's one of those things. It's a long season. It's longer now than it was last year. So Yeah. We'll see. Sure. Yep. Uh next game, uh Packers and 49ers. Man, what a game. That game was epic. I I watched the whole thing. I was chilling, cracked open a cold one, and I just watched some football and it I was not disappointed. I really 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 wanted the 49ers to win that game me too really did i you know and rightfully so they they should have they really should have the defense played way too light on the coverage i get it you're trying to waste clock and everything but don't put aaron Rodgers into field goal range it just don't let him get those easy make him work for his completions just, yeah, why did they play such soft coverage? Like, there was no point. If anything, like, they should have at least pressed, you know, the corners and maybe kept the safety pretty deep. Yeah. Yeah. Press the corners. They were, pressing, they were pressing uh, Green Bay all game, and then all of a sudden – that last drive, it was like, oh, let's just play five, ten yards back and let them just complete passes in the middle of the field and walk down the field. Yeah. It made no sense. No, it didn't. It did not. But I was kind of scratching my head on that. Yeah, I was too. It's It just it wasn't very normal of the 49ers to do that, but I don't know. They they're gonna do what they're gonna do. Shanahan's not really known for defense. Well, he's not really known for keeping the lead. That's true too. Uh, so you know, I'm I'm sure people are gonna put that argument into the equation as well. But we'll we'll see. I'm sure the 49ers will bounce back. It's still a, these two teams are very good. You know oh. it. It wasn't at all, you know, uh, oh, Packers are playoff bound or Super Bowl bound and the 49ers are like, you know, they haven't won a game since, you know, 2009 or whatever. Like it just, you know, these are two teams that have success. They're playoff bound. They're competitive and they're both healthy. So Niners uh, are kind of like the Rams got to the Super Bowl, fell short. To Brady Bolt, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess it was the Niners didn't fall short to Brady in the Super Bowl. No, they, but, fell, they fell short to <sighs> Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, they kind of, you can go two ways when you lose a Super Bowl like that. You can either tear down, rebuild, or keep certain pieces in, of your puzzle and make it stronger. I think that's yeah. what both of them have done. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The Vikings actually pull out a W. <laughs> and I mean, not yeah. just like, just not pulled it out. I mean, just put Seattle on the ground and stomped them to death. Yeah. Our defense is, the... is terrible. Oh, yeah. This is not yeah. Seattle 
defense whatsoever. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. And everyone thought, too, they're like, all right, you know, we'll just have a repeat of last season. We'll kind of – Russell Wilson will do Russell Wilson things and, you know, we'll do our best. But, you know, we won't make it all the way. But, man, they – I don't even think they'll make it at the rate they're going. Maybe they're doing the opposite of what they normally do because they normally come out strong – Wilson, MVP candidate, goes mm. on a bye week, comes back. They kind of fall down the slope slowly, and by the time their playoffs hit, they're nothing. Maybe yeah. maybe it's different this year. It's possible. I mean, we've seen crazier. Look at Baltimore back in, what, 2012? Yeah, 13. Yeah. Like, you never know. One like Super I said, Bowl. it's a long season, but – a longer they better, Yeah, they better figure something out to even have a chance because they keep doing what they're doing. They're not going to have a chance. No, especially the way the AFC West or the NFC West is going. You have yeah. the Cardinals to worry about again. Yep. You know, the Rams are still strong no matter yep. what. Um, and then, you know, the 49ers are looking to try and bounce back from that Packers loss. Um, so, I mean, the NFC West has always been a tough conference. But it's tougher now for Seattle in particular just because I feel like they're so used to being the top one of the top two teams in that division. Yeah, the top and it usually yeah, it usually switches between the 49ers and the Rams. Now it looks like it's gonna be the Rams and then the, the 49ers and the Cardinals are gonna, you know, duke it out. The Cardinals have a say all of a sudden. Yeah, they do, and it's a strong say at that, that they're – yeah. <laughs> I think uh, their head coach's offense is finally clicking. He got his quarterback. Definitely. Definitely. And, you know, for all the people that judge Kyler Murray, it's like I'd stop judging him now, like, He's doing exactly what he was supposed to do when they drafted him. And the defense is showing up as well as everyone thought they would. And the offense is still firing on all cylinders like they were last year. The defense was the only thing holding this team back. And now it's a fact that they're they're contenders right now. I mean, points four, Arizona leads the division for points four. Yeah. With so, 103. Yep. So they're powerful. They got the offensive power. Oh, yeah. Well, they had it last year, too. Yeah. They just they couldn't stop teams from scoring. Yeah. This year they, they got could score, sense. but so could the other team. Yeah. You can so. put up 70 points a game, but if you're letting the other team score 77 points, you ain't going to win games. Definitely. For sure. What games are you looking for this week? Oh, this week. You know, I will say, as much as everyone kind of wants to say, oh, you know, it's going to be Baltimore, I am really looking forward to this Bronco-Baltimore game. 
yes, I know the Broncos won games three in a row. We're starting off strong against teams that we should have beat, you know. But everyone kind of forgets Denver was also one of those teams last year. They were the team that people would look on the schedule and be like, oh, that's a W. Like, they'd cross them out, you know. This time around, now that we're beating the teams that, you know, we used to be a part of, now we have one of the top defenses in the league again. Not to mention our offense is firing pretty well. I think the Ravens-Broncos game will be a very good one to watch. I think it'll be close. Not to mention the fact that the Ravens kept it really a little too close to the Lions. I think that's something that, that kind, kind of, of surprised me too. Yeah. Like dangerously close with the Lions. I think they overlooked them. It's possible. But if they do that against Denver, in Denver, like, man, duh, kiss your, you know, three and one start goodbye because you're going to be two and two. Um, and the Broncos are going to stay undefeated. But, you know, that would be a huge win for Broncos for Broncos fans and for the team. But that would also be a huge question mark for the Ravens. Like, are they, I think questions for everyone. Like, are the Ravens even really that good? Are the Broncos better than what everyone thought they would be? Are the Broncos, you know, still average? Like, I think that would raise a lot of those questions, but you know, that'd be a huge win for the Broncos nonetheless. But I think that one's definitely a, one to keep on the radar. And then I am looking forward to the Bucks Patriots game. The only reason why. And it's not just because, you know, Brady's going back to New England. It's because out of all the coaches to make their schemes to go against Brady, it's Belichick. who'd have thunk that Bill Belichick would be one of those coaches sooner than later? And who knows the guy better than Belichick? Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if they just go into the uh, the meeting room or the coaching room and he just draws on the whiteboard, blitz Brady, and then just walks out? <laughs> it's like, all right, let's go to practice in the weight room. Like, I don't know. But I, it would be interesting to see. I, I'm almost wondering if, Belichick will have anything a little bit different to throw at him there. And if the team will be up to par in order to do that, Um, if the Patriots end up beating the Buccaneers, I think that's a huge statement on a, the fact that Bill Belichick is arguably the reason why Brady won all those Super Bowls, and, you know, B the fact that, you know, maybe this Buccaneers team isn't as good as they should be. And I know we were talking about the slow start and everything and them trying to find themselves again on defense, but if they lose to the Patriots, I don't know, man. I I just, I don't really see it, but I don't see him repeating, but um, Raiders and Chargers will be another good game to watch. 
Steelers and Packers, man, eh, eh, I, I have a feeling the Packers will probably win that one as much as I want to see the Steelers. They should um, win that one. Yeah. But they're as good as everybody thinks they are. Yeah. It, they it, should yeah. win that one. Yeah. Cardinals and Rams, though, I think is my my top pick. That's going to be the showdown of the week. For Offensive sure. gurus going at it. Yep. So what about you? Oh, hey. I'm going to throw my five cents in on this Broncos-Ravens game. Broncos still got things to prove to me. I'm not on the wagon of them yet. I agree. Um, like you said, they beat teams that they should. And I think oh, some Bronco fans have a hard time realizing that. Like, oh, man, we're 3-0. and Watch out. Eh, okay. Yeah. Your, I will say, your though, opponent's we're... combined record is 0-9. So, yeah. I get it. You're undefeated. Better than the Seahawks are doing. I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's, you know, that's I I just I'm not I'm not on that wagon. I just I don't see them being there. I just I don't. I'm looking at the rest of the schedule. Like I could see the Ravens game being close, but I could also see the Ravens kind of throwing the raid around. It just depends yeah. what Lamar Jackson shows up. Yeah, the Steelers, then- the Steelers. They should beat the Steelers. The Steelers are not good. Big Ben yeah. needs to just retire after this year. Mm-hmm. They need a rebuild. It's we need to give up the ghost on that one. Yeah. And then well, your schedule, I, your schedule gets hard. I realize your schedule gets tough at the end of the year. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's why everyone was happy at the fact that we're undefeated right now. We have we beat teams that we should have, and it's like, okay, this is going to go one of two ways. Either we're going to be competitive at the very least, or we're going to be awful like we were last year. Um, but, you know, everyone's kind of chewing their nails right now at the Ravens game. No one's really buying anything right now either over here. Um, neither am I. It's one of those things where – our offense needs to be a little more explosive playing against the Ravens because it's going to be a shootout. There's no doubt about that. Okay, um, so I got a question for you on that one. You think up? the Broncos' offense can speed up and play shootout? Because what it seems like is the Broncos are very slow on offense and very, I guess, methodical in a sense, right? They're just – it seems like they're, they're one-dimensional in that case. You know, where like, for an example – Baltimore, they can ground and pound and beat you up, or they can go hurry up and like they did kind of against the Chiefs and go up and down the field. Um, you know, I will say I think our defense will help in that aspect of at the very least keeping the score down so that we have time to – you know, speed it up. But honestly, I think the Broncos' best option is to run the ball and dink and dunk. We don't have to be super explosive, but the longer we keep Baltimore off the field on offense, I think the better our choices will be. I'm okay with us not being super explosive, but I'm only okay with that 
if we keep the ball in our court, not giving it back, back to Baltimore every four, every other four plays or every other drive, you know, it just, that's not going to work. I you think gotta, honestly our best contain Lamar. Yeah. Keep him off the contain, And we have to shut down his receivers yeah. at the very least. We need to shut down their run game. They're yeah. dangerous on the run game. Yeah. Lamar Jackson game. can throw as much as he wants to. He has his issues with his passing. Uh, it's been proven back, you know, time and time again. But they are so versatile with the run game. Either Lamar Jackson runs or their running backs run. And they go for big yards. Both of them do. And so that's going to be our biggest, you know, thing on defense. I know our secondary can do it on defense. But our, our run game is more of our strong suit on our defense. So I'm hoping that'll be the case going into the Baltimore game. Another thing too is, you know, yes, I do agree. The Broncos are very slow to get started on offense, but just little things here and there, little chunks of yardage. I'm okay. If they run out the clock, I'm okay. If they take their time, as long as we're getting first downs consistently and just keeping the drives alive and then just, Getting away with small victor- victories, I'm okay with a couple field goals, but we do have to score touchdowns more, like almost right out the gate, pretty much. Uh, so that's that's my biggest thing with Denver. If that doesn't happen, then yeah, Baltimore's going to run all over us on on uh, offense because our defense is going to get tired from. I was going to say all the time. Your yeah. defense is tired, and then it's over. The minute if. If you guys come out and, like you said, keep the ball in your court and stuff, control that that time management and, you know, keep them off the field like you should, you guys yeah. can keep it close. But the minute your defense gets tired, I just – I don't see you guys sticking with them. Yeah, it's I agree. Hard for me, it's hard for me to think that because Br- Teddy Bridgewater is a great quarterback, very underrated, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. very overlooked, but he – I don't think he can play up-tempo. He really can't. And I was seeing that even in the Jets game. It's like, you know, I get it, like you're up and everything, but there's some plays that he was doing. There's a wide open receiver downfield and he just passed. He took the safer pass. It's like, dude, you could have ran up the score even more, you know, sooner. And it's like, you could, like, there was no one near, I think it was Cortland Sutton too, that he overlooked and no one was near him he would have ran straight into the end zone. And it's like, dude, I get it. You want to keep your job and everything, but take a chance here and there. Throw a Drew Locke pass. You know, we know he has arm strength. He's not as strong as Drew Locke is throwing the ball deep, but he can, he can, he has a cannon on his arm. He, he can throw deep, but I, yeah, I, I think he's too concerned with being more reckless with the ball. But, you know, it, I think he does need to take chances here and there a little more because we do need that, especially if we're going to compete against the Chiefs and the Chargers sure. twice a year. Like, we have to be more aggressive on offense. Yeah. We're starting to do that by going on fourth down a lot more. But, you know, that's going to be the biggest thing is, you know, making passes that are for huge chunks of yards. 
or big, at least big chunk, chunks of yards, 10, 15-yard passes at the very least. My next game that I'm kind of looking forward to is the Chargers and Raiders. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think <laughs> I've been wrong on my predictions a lot this year, but I think the Chargers are going to handle them. They're at home. Justin Herbert coming off that big win in KC. He's just getting more comfortable week by week. He's just getting more comfortable. He's going to be an elite quarterback. He already is an elite quarterback, but he's yeah. going to be in the Hall of Fame talk by the end of his career. I just, I really think so. I, I think San, uh, San Diego. I think Los Angeles. I think the Chargers are going to keep a team around this quarterback. I don't think they're going to make the same mistake twice like they did with Philip Rivers. For Philip Rivers, never really, you know, he had a team here and there around him. But I just, I think. Herbert's going to be something. Something yeah. crazy. And it, the Raiders are looking good. They're looking really good. Mm-hmm. But they haven't really faced somebody like uh, like this yet. Yeah. So we'll see. Yep. We will see. So sure. you what, – what do you want to talk about next? Well, we're kind of coming down to the wire here, but I don't mind going over. Yeah. So I think we kind of touched base with NASCAR last week anyways. Um, so to finish out the segment here, we're going to, or the episode, I have a new segment called Strong or Strung. And essentially, I'm just going to ask you whether or not you feel strongly about a certain player or team going forward or if you feel like they're going to get strung out towards the end of the season, uh, depending on where it goes. So uh, first one, we're going to start with college football. Uh, Oklahoma. Strong. Feel strong about them. Yeah. They're going to flatten out. Uh, They're going to lose a game and it's going to be over. They're just yeah. – they're keeping it too close with too many teams in Nebraska, West Virginia. Their schedule is only going to get harder. The Big 12 is just one of those conferences that bad teams sneak up and bite you. Mm-hmm. I, just, I don't I don't feel like they're the same Oklahoma this year. I feel like they're missing something. I just – I don't know what, but they're going yeah. to get strung out. They're not going to be the same. I agree. Not going to be what? the same. Yep. All right. Uh, well, what do you think about Michigan? Michigan. That's a good question. Michigan. Something tells me that they're a good team. Mm-hmm. Like gut-wise. Gut-wise, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, they're – they're proving something in a sense, right? Like, I feel like since Harbaugh's been there, they've always, you know, it's just been like, ah, it's Michigan. They'll, you know, they'll trip on their own feet and they'll just flatten out and they can't beat Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Michigan, I feel like it could go either way. Mm-hmm. I know it's kind of a wimpy way of getting out of that one. 
but I feel like they could be strong. Okay. You know? All right. They, they could give that. I mean, their quarterback's not bad. I was just looking at that. Mm-hmm. They, I feel like they could be strong going forward. All right. All right. And then last one to finish out college football, Cincinnati. Strong. Strong. They're only going to get stronger. If they keep winning, they're just going to get stronger. They got something to prove from last year of getting gypped to the playoff. They mm-hmm. got beaten that bowl game. I just, I feel like they're out for blood. Yeah. The team is not a layover whatsoever. They're, they're out. For, <laughs> my favorite word in this podcast, revenge tour. But I, mm-hmm. I truly believe that in this, on this team, this team, that head coach has got them going in the right direction totally. So definitely strong on that one. All right. Uh, moving on to the NFL. All right. Stronger, strong. How do you feel about Mr. Uh, Mr. Chicago Bears quarterback? Strong. Um, really? Yep. You feel strong about it? No, strong. Like, oh, he's a strong. I, I was, I was like, oh boy. No, he's a flop. Yeah. Well, no. and it's funny too, because you heard what he said about uh, the preseason games, how they're like, oh, I thought the NFL would be a lot faster or it was yeah. really slow. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. well, you got put up to, you got brought up to speed today. Go and learn today. Regular season's way different than preseason. Well, and you and me, t- you and me said this already. He's going up against third, second string guys, mm-hmm. throwing deep balls, playing mm-hmm. like he's back in college because he's playing mostly players that are right out of college. Yep. And it's like you know, yeah, you better be doing this for a first round draft pick, like. <laughs> I would expect nothing less, but you know, that's why I was wanting him to play against first string guys, but you know, the bears weren't listening to anybody on that one. So, all right, next team, the Titans. It's another one that's kind of in the middle, Mm -hmm. but I feel like as the season go on, they'll get stronger. They'll, Mm -hmm. they'll find their groove. They're already kind of finding their groove. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry, if you can stop Derrick Henry, you can beat him, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of their go-to get-out-move card. But yeah. I feel like they're going to get their other weapons involved, and it, uh, they could become pretty pretty nasty pretty quick. I mean, everyone forgets they have Julio Jones. Yep. So. And A.J. Brown. Yeah. We got some good wide receivers and a run game. So, all right. Uh, Next one, our uh, fan favorite here, Aaron Rodgers. How do you feel? Aaron Rodgers. Good old Aaron. I'm still not impressed with him. Yeah. He was like, I feel like he got lucky last week. 
he really did. I, he always gets lucky against the Lions, though. I feel like we can all agree on that. He just his luckiest games are when he plays the Lions. And he got <laughs> lucky against the Niners. Yeah. I I still don't understand why the the Niners went soft coverage on him like that. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. don't. Yeah. So I don't know. It I I just don't I'm not impressed by him this year. I feel like you know, he he's a top-rated quarterback. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. There's, there's no doubt about it. So I don't want to just put him in the dirt and be like, eh, forget him yeah. type deal. Mm-hmm. But he could turn it on. I I feel like he will, my gut. So I say strong about him. Yeah. Um, it's just the team around him. They just got to figure mm-hmm. it out. But eventually he will be back to Aaron Rodgers. I just feel like they're just going through little kinks. You know, it's like Brady. So, mm-hmm. so strong about him. All right. And then two more. So, the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona. Like you were saying earlier, like I was saying, their offense is nasty. Mm-hmm. Their offense is super nasty. Kyler Murray. Coming out the gate strong. He's actually doing what people didn't think he could do. You know, he he got worse ratings out of college than Russell Wilson did just by the standpoint of, you know, he's short. Mm-hmm. Can't see over line. Whatever's the case. He's got a baseball arm, though. <laughs> he's unbelievable with the ball mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, little Patrick Mahomes-esque with the ball sometimes. Just how he throws it, the arm yeah. angles he can. Under pressure, on the run. Right. Yeah. He, that's a strong team, period. Yeah. Uh, Seattle could easily be fourth in the in the division if they don't yeah. watch it. Oh, yeah. a long margin because mm. there's a lot of strong teams in that division. But Arizona is not, not a pretender. I think they're a contender, and they're just okay. going to get stronger as they go. Ooh, that that would have been a good name for the segment, pretender or contender. Maybe I'll uh, change it to that. <laughs> but all right, final one: Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they're in trouble. Yeah, I think I've said this for the last couple of days, even to people out, you know, that I work with and stuff. Tampa Bay laid down a blueprint how to beat them. Uh, yeah, honestly. And now they're getting beat. Mm-hmm. Now you're seeing the weaknesses. Patrick Mahomes is always on the run. They didn't fix their offensive line, obviously, mm-hmm. because uh, I mean it's hard to de- to defend against Bosa. Period. Doesn't matter what yeah. Bosa you're defending against. Each Both they're just of them. hard to yeah they're hard to defend yeah. against. Yeah. But from what I saw, what I was able to see, he looked like he was running a lot. He looked like yeah. he wasn't comfortable in the pocket whatsoever. And yeah. I know Mahomes is dangerous outside the pocket, but it's still hard to be dangerous outside the pocket when you got four dudes running after you. I know mean, yeah, all your targets are covered. Pressure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they're in trouble. They really are. 
they got to figure out something. Definitely. So I think they're going to get strung out. All righty. And then the final one, we'll just touch on NASCAR. Um, Kevin Harvick. Strong. Strong. Yep. He's pissed. Yep. They don't want Harvick pissed. Yeah. Isn't it funny? Speaking of NASCAR, isn't mm-hmm. it funny how I brought up Harvick and Hamlin and watch out for them? Mm-hmm. And Hamlin's won the two beginning races of both rounds, and Harvick's pff, he's silent. Hanging. He's hanging. Mm-hmm. He just needs a win. Yeah. yeah. He <laughs> both of those guys. Yeah. They're, Definitely. They're just getting stronger. Mm-hmm. All right. What about Chase Elliott? Chase Elliott. You know, I'm starting to have a love-hate relationship with that guy. <laughs> I like the guy, right? I feel like yeah. he's a very down-to-earth human being. He's just like his dad, Bill Bill Elliott. Yeah, just me that too. type of mannerism and stuff. Uh-huh. But what he kind of did to Harvick with Bristol was kind of childish. Yeah. I feel like it just it's kind of nonsense. Like it's racing. Yeah. Rubbin's racing. You don't like Rubbin? Go to Formula One. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, I feel like he's kind of weakening out. Mm-hmm be honest with you and i feel like that's why he's kind of getting pissy with what people are doing to him because i feel like he thinks that he can't contend like he should be able to you know he's not he's not dominating like kyle larson well no one's dominating like kyle larson but no that's besides the point yeah (laughs) that dude is unbelievable but i just i feel like harvick and harvick i feel like elliot's just he he can feel himself slipping and he can feel his car slipping and his team slipping and he, he doesn't like it. So he's starting to go after other people. So I feel like he's getting, getting weaker, strung out. Alrighty. And then the last one I'll chat about will be Danny Hamlin. Like I said, included with Harvick is stronger. He's, He's getting, he's turning, he's trying to win a championship and you can see it. It's, yeah, he wants to close it out this year. He really wants it. Definitely. And he's got, got the, hot at the right time. Yeah. He was hot all year long last year, got in the playoff and it just kind of seemed like he just kind of puttered out. He made it mm-hmm. to the final four, but he puttered out, you know? Yeah. So I feel like this year it's, uh, it's game on. I really wouldn't be surprised if he wins a few more races and if he wins the championship. Right. Really wouldn't be surprised about it. For sure. All righty. Well, that'll close today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. And any last words, Brennan? Um, Yeah, actually. Um, I want to thank people that um, are listening. I'm, I really appreciate it. I know of a few people that, you know, I've kind of advertised it on social media and stuff. And, you know, I've talked to people that I know and at work and stuff, or, you know, 
I'm like, hey, just give the podcast a listen. And all the feedback I've gotten so far has been positive. And I really enjoy that. That really helps me keep going because it gives me feedback on, you know, what we're doing right and everything. And I just, I appreciate people taking their time out of their busy lives to listen to us. It means a lot to me. So I appreciate it. I hope you guys keep listening, you know, um, just, yeah, that's what I got to add. Alrighty. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. I feel the same way. You know, I just, I wouldn't be doing this if, you know, I didn't feel like we could go somewhere with it. So same here. You know, it's, I mean, shoot, we're both passionate about it uh, and we both enjoy it. Um, I mean, eh, even if we couldn't get anywhere with it, you and me just like, we would you know, still do it. <laughs> we, we did still do it. <laughs> right. Um, for, for two guys that just, you know, work, you go to school, you work, I work 40 hours a week. You know, I've got outside, I, I got outside life of work. You do too, obviously. Ugh, and yeah, for us to it. just say, Hey, we like talking about this stuff. Why don't we start doing this? Okay. Mm -hmm. For us just to get up and start doing it is pretty cool. And I don't yeah. think we're that bad at it. I think we're pretty decent at it. Obviously, yeah. we'll get better as we go. But, you know, for two guys just off the street that don't have the degrees that, you know, these people on big networks and stuff have for this type of stuff, mm -hmm. I don't feel like we're that bad. Yeah, I agree. We'll just keep chugging along, buddy. We'll keep chugga, doing chugga. it. That's right. Well, I'm excited that for this week for for everything for sports, and uh, I guess we'll meet up again next week and discuss stuff. All right, sounds good. See you next right, Wednesday. Bye. All right, sounds good. Peace. Bye. -bye.